Let me see you put them up. Reach the skies, touch the stars up above. Cause it's one time for the underdog. One time for the underdog. I'm Patrick Bidibi, host of ITIM, and today's episode is six tips for veterans leaving the military and how you, if you're an employer, are able to recruit some veterans to your company. Point number one for military transition to civilian life. Rule number one a lot of times in the military, we are indirectly taught that civilian people are not as good as us. And I know this kind of sounds strange to uh, people that have never been in the military before. If you've been in the military, military looks down to civilians sometimes because it's kind of like they don't work as hard as we do. They don't put their life on the line. Do you realize what we do? And we are fed this in the military so much. So sometimes the biggest challenge military faces transitioning is respecting civilians that you may work for. Because indirectly, if you don't respect the boss or somebody you're working as a supervisor, you're gonna have a hard time working with them and they're gonna feel it and you're gonna feel it. So rule number one, when you're leaving the military, civilians are not the enemy. Point number two, if you are married, things get a little bit weird when you leave the military. So when you're in the military, you got formation early in the morning, you know, you're working till late at night, a lot of times you may be at the motor pool or the office or S1 or whatever you're doing, you're gonna stay there late. And then on the weekends, you may have to go to the field, sometimes you got, you're being deployed, so you, don't, you may not see your spouse, your wife or your husband regularly. When you get out in the civilian world, you're gonna see them pretty much every day. And, and that part may be good and bad, but initially it's exciting and then eventually it's a little bit annoying. It's kinda like your wife may want you to leave and go get a job or do something. Your husband may leave and go out there and do something. I know this sounds like a strange analogy. It's like what happens when an NFL or an NBA athlete is done playing professional for 10 years and all of a sudden they're transitioning into a regular life because now the wife is there all the time. Eddie George was just earlier today, former Heisman Trophy winner and former Rookie of the Year. He's talking about the fact that when he was done with the NFL, he had no idea what to do because his wife was there all the time. And his wife's like, dude, why are you here all the time? So as you're transitioning and if you're married, things are gonna get a little weird. Give it three, six, 12 months. Eventually things will smooth out. Don't overreact and make a sudden decision for yourself. Give it 12 months. It's gonna get smoother. Point number three is for single folks. If you're single, not married, don't even think about getting married. If you're still in the military, transitioning out till you're 30 years old. Take your time. There is no hurry out there to get married. I know a lot of people are gonna tell you, look, again, this is my opinion. You may not have to listen to me. Some other people may give you a different argument, but there is this you know, a stereotype that military folks get out where they meet a girl, they don't use a condom, they get her pregnant, then they get married, then they realize marriage doesn't work, then they get deployed, then they get divorced, then they get a DUI, then they get out of the army or the Marines or whatever it may be. If you can figure out a way to minimize that, do so. So don't get emotional when you're by yourself and just because you meet somebody, you decide to get married because all your problems are gonna be solved. They're not. If you get married and you have a kid, problems will actually get bigger in your life. So if you can wait till 30 years old to make that decision, do so. Point number four, don't be macho. Let me explain to you what I mean by don't be macho. Look, this is coming from a guy that most people that know me will tell you I'm an A-type personality, type A, and he's macho, he's this. You know, Latinos may call me a machismo because it's Patrick, but David, he's so this. Sometimes when you get out of the military or you're in about to transition out and you were deployed, okay? I've had good friends who were deployed and they came back and you still got things you're dealing with. You saw stuff, it's, it's tough for you, right? Don't set it aside. Go talk to somebody. 
go find a counselor. Go find another sergeant or an officer that's willing to listen. There are many of those counselors now. They speak to somebody before you get out. Because if you hang on to it and then you get out, what are you going to do? Come talk to civilians and explain your pain. Not everyone's going to understand you. You may as well take advantage of whatever the military offers you right now to talk to them before you leave. But the one thing you definitely cannot do is just try to internalize it. Because sometimes imploding is worse than exploding. It's better to explode in front of somebody and cry and say, I don't know what to do, I saw what happened in war, I was emotional, I lost a buddy. That's 10 times better than imploding here. Because this can have ramifications on everybody around you, including yourself. Go talk to a counselor about the issues that you're having with PTSD and any of that stuff. Don't think it's embarrassing to talk about it. It's a real issue, go talk to someone about it. Point number five, there's going to be a few things you're going to need to unlearn. Now, let me explain to what it is. Here's a few things you got to unlearn. The whole formalities of yes, sir, yes, ma'am, yes, yes, sir. In the military, very normal. In civilian, it, it, it's kind of uncomfortable for some civilians to constantly hear that, right? The other one is acronyms. Military is filled with acronyms, right? When you come out and use all these acronyms, it, it, the average person, civilian person, doesn't understand what you're talking about. Maybe military does, but the average person does not. Next one is uh, the time. Hey, what time do you need me here? 1700. I'll be here at 1700. No, no, not 1700. I'll be here at five o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, great. You know, I'll get off at seven o'clock this afternoon, not 1900. That jargon is confusing for civilians. The next one, military. Let me put it to you this way. I probably drop the F-bomb, I don't know, 500 times a day in the military on any given day. When I got out, I worked at Valley Total Fitness. There was a guy named Fernando there. And one day he sits me down and says, Patrick, do you realize how much you curse? I said, what are you talking about? He says, every adjective of yours is it's so much that you kind of scare some people a little bit. You're also big, you're dropping F-bombs. Man, you may want to kind of bring it down a little bit and change some of the cursing. And this guy was a friend. He ended up being one of my groomsmen at my wedding. But he kind of gave me that insight. I'm like, you know what? That part makes sense. Okay, fair enough. I'll consider that. And I toned it down. A little bit of the profanity. The next part's uh, uh, the temper tantrum. Military, there's a lot of temper tantrum. Soldier, I told you, pa 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 pa. Fine. Military, it's normal culture in the military, not in the civilian world. You got to kind of tone it down when you're making that transition. Some of those things you got to unlearn as you're making the transition from military to civilian. Point number six is one foot in, one foot out. Let me explain to what I mean by this. So sometimes when you're out, you're in the civilian world, you're not really out. In the back of your mind, you're like, if this doesn't work in the next three months, guess what? I'm going to re-enlist, okay? So for me, I said, I'm going to try this, but I'm going to re-enlist. But we don't talk about this to everybody, but we think about it in the back of the minds. Why? Because military is warm and fuzzy. Formation, chow hall, run, PT, you know, go to a, a formation again. You know, uh, you know chow, boom, barracks. Coming out, field, you know, MRE, PX, all these things. It's like, you're used to it and we like it because it's trust, it's predictable. It's like there's a routine, someone's telling you what to do and it creates a lot of comfort and trust. I fully understand that part, right? But if you come out and you have dreams and you want to pursue them and one foot is back into want to re-enlist and you're doing that, it ain't going to happen. If you're coming out, you got to come out and make it work. Don't look back. You made a decision to get out. Make it work. No more looking back. Look forward on what you can do next. It won't be easy the first 3, 6, 12 months, but many have done it, so can you. Point number seven, lack of finances. Let's talk about finances here. So sometimes when you're about to ETS, my suggestion to you, 
There's going to be so many more parties. Oh my gosh, we're going to go out this weekend because Johnson's getting out. You know, hey, this, let's go out this, okay, beer, six-pack, case, ball, Jack, Jim, Joe, hey, Mola, this is great. I'm drinking, I'm having so much fun. And you get out and you're broke. And if you're broke, you panic even more when you're trying to get a job. Let me give you a tip. Go to fewer drinking parties, fewer cases, fewer six-packs, Fewer Jack, Jim, whatever you want to call all of that, tequila, whatever, Jose's, just fewer of that. Save, 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 save. Any way you can to save, save. Because when you get out, the fact that you have a cushion will make you make a better decision on a career than one that's desperate that the first one you have to say yes to. Little bit of savings helps you make a better decision on which career site to go to. Point number eight, don't go on disability just because everybody tells you to go on disability. Okay, so let's talk about this. This one's a little bit controversial. Some of you are going to agree, some of you are going to disagree with this. So I have friends that when we were in, they were never deployed. They never went anywhere. They never were at a tough unit. Nothing crazy happened to them. But right before ATS Inc., their peers tell them, hey, guess what? What's that? Tyler got 25%. What do you mean? He got 25% for the rest of his life because he went and he says his back hurts. And they signed it in and he reported to the, the wetter and, and boom, he's getting 25% of his, oh, guess what? Such and such got 50%. No, yeah, the other guy put a back brace, he got 75%, that's awesome, bro. Not a fan of it. I have friends who get disability for the, for the rest of their lives. Guess for what reasons? Because they were deployed for six, eight years and it totally had an impact on their lives and they served 20 years, fine. Absolutely that person deserves that because they sacrificed 20 years of their life. But there's too many people that are trying to work the system. Here's why I discourage you from doing that. Let me explain to you why. The reason why I discourage you from doing that is not because you're stealing money from the government. Forget about that. It's because you feel you are disabled and you are being given money to do that, it messes with your character, it messes with your psyche. How are you gonna go out there and also build a business or go become successful in the company when you're getting disability that you don't deserve? If that is unaligned, the problem is here, not out there. If you had something, broke your back, broke your knee, something happened, happens all the time, I fully get it, well deserved, you got it. Something happened to you while you were in the military, you were government property. But if you're trying to work the system, you're gonna be unaligned, you're not gonna feel good. If character's not good here, you're not gonna be aligned on the outside, you're not gonna get good results. So don't take advantage of the system, it's gonna hurt you at the end. So we just talked about some of the challenges you face as you're leaving the military to become a civilian, right? Okay, so that's the challenges that I, I, I could go create 30 different of them, but I'm just giving you a few of them here. Let's talk about how to make the transition effective. Number one, way before you're getting out, find out every unit you're at, there's a few things that happen. There's always the three, four, five names that you knew who transitioned out who are doing very good for themselves. Stay in contact with them, message them consistently and ask them, what happened? What did you do? What worked? What didn't work? What blind spots? What concerns should I have? How do I handle this? And if you're married, talk to a guy that was married that got out that worked. If you're single, talk to a person that got out that was single. But stay very close and connected to the people who transitioned out and it was a successful transition. That's point number one. Tip number two, find military groups to be a part of. And what I mean by military groups, you can go on LinkedIn, you can go on Facebook, you can go to so many different places. Pose your question, look at the articles, read the blogs, get closer to them, find out who the administrator is. There's one uh, military group I was just invited to called Elite Meet, 
and this is ran by former Navy SEAL who he was getting out. He was having anxiety. He didn't know what to do. And he created the Elite Meet, and it's for former Navy SEAL, Black Ops, you know, Green Beret, Delta, all these guys. They go part of this group and they help them with job placement. You may want to go over here. There's a job in New York. Talk to this person. And within it, they're helping each other on. There's a lot of sponsorship. Find different groups to be a part of. Those groups typically, you may find a contact that's going to help you with a job placement. Point number three, don't necessarily take the career path that everyone tells you to take. Here's what I mean by it. If you're a veteran, you know what happens. When you get out of the military, if you work at the UPS, you get additional 10 points on the test. So what? Go be a cop. That's what everybody does. Because to me, they offered me to be a cop at Fort Lauderdale Mall because they were needing cops for Fort Lauderdale Mall at the time. And this was 1999. I almost took it for 32 grand. Go be a firefighter. Go be this. So all of these things is what they tell you. That may not be your next move. Because if everybody is going to some same places and you're going there as well, what is the specialty about you? Find other places that veterans are not looking at. Go to those places that want somebody like you. You have a higher chance getting hired here with a better career than where everybody else is going. Tip number four, find industries and companies who specialize in hiring veterans. Many companies nowadays, they will say, we hire veterans. Last year, we hired 100,000 veterans. Last year, we hired 200 veterans. Last year, we hired 500 veterans. Excellent. That's great to know. Go search. Find those companies that who they are. Find the HR rep. Find a person that's hiring. Send them an email. Hey, my name is this. I get out of the military in nine months. I wanted to be proactive and send a message out to you, letting you know that I read the history of your company and I noticed you support veterans. I would like to speak to you about the possibility of working with your company when I leave the military. Can I please have a phone call with you? This is my resume. Reach out and do some research to find out what companies are hiring veterans. There's many of them. Send emails to them. Eventually, one of them may work out for you. Tip number five, reach out to influencers who are former veterans. This one's self-explanatory. Look, there's a lot of influencers that were former veterans. Send them a message. Hey, this is what I'm doing. What do you think I ought to do? You know, here's where I'm at. I know you're a veteran. Thank you for your service. I'm about to get out. I'm a Marine. I notice you're a Marine. What do you suggest I do here? And see what kind of help they can get. Maybe they know somebody to refer you to that's going to help you with a job or help you with a career or give you a reference or give you some direction or put you you in contact with another influencer. That may be a good thing for you. But there are many influencers out there that are former veterans. Reach out to them. In many cases, they're willing to help out their fellow veterans. And last but not least, feel comfortable self-promoting your military background. Let me explain to you what I mean by this. I get out of the military. I'm trying to get a job. I apply to Morgan Stanley Dean Witter, which requires a four-year degree. But I apply with no four-year degree, no two-year degree. I make it to third interview with Dave Kirby, the branch office manager. I'm sitting here. The other person that's also fighting for the job is sitting to my left. Her name is Sol. I'm Patrick B. David. Here's Dave Kirby. He says, why don't you present your business plan? She starts. I'll go first. By the way, I got a 1560 on my SAT. Added 1600. I went to UC Berkeley. Did a four-year program in two and a half years. I ran one of the biggest clubs in UC Berkeley while I was still going to school. And here's what my game plan would be as an advisor. First quarter, dry cleaners. Second quarter, doctors. Third quarter, car wash owners. She opens up and tells him the schedule and his ca- her calendar. He's like, oh my gosh, she's amazing. So I'm sitting there saying, oh my goodness, what the hell am I going to say? 
Okay, here's my uh, story. So Patrick, what's your plan? I said, honestly, I had a one-page business plan, okay? And one of my one-page business plans said, I'm gonna talk to everybody, three-foot rule and all this other stuff. But here's what I said. I said, uh, Mr. Kirby, first of all, thank you for the opportunity to sit down here and interview with you. One thing I will tell you, as a former veteran, we know how to work hard. We know how to find solutions. We don't do a lot of complaining. We figure ways out to do things better and we get to work. And uh, you know, it matters to us to go out there and protect people. It's one of the things we do in military. We are wired to protect. And in the investment world, we get paid to also make sure we protect people's investments and we watch over them. It's one of the things we specialize in. If you give me an opportunity, I promise you I'm gonna get to work. Pause. He looks at her, says, you're hired. You're gonna get this position and then we're gonna talk about what the offer is gonna be for you, but you're hired. And I'm like, great, because it was only one job, one person they were looking for. And he says, Patrick, you're also hired. She says, what? He doesn't, why are you going to hire him? She said this, like she couldn't control herself. But we became good friends afterwards. He says, yeah, I like you as well. As a veteran, you're hardworking, everything you said makes sense. I want to give you the opportunity. I said, I'm all in. A couple months later, I become a Series 7 broker, then 66, then 31, then 26, then life and health. Fast forward. 18 years later, I'm still in the financial industry and I'm running my own agency. We got 11,000 agents nationwide, 49 states, 100 plus offices. But my career started at Morgan Stanley Dean Witter when Dave Kirby gave me a job just because of my military background. So if you're watching this, self-promote a little bit. Talk about what things you did. Talk about how big your project was. Talk about how many hours you worked. Talk about how disciplined you are. Talk about your PT score. Talk about all that stuff. Because they're not just hiring you to know a lot about numbers and things like this. They're hiring you as a leader, as a person that has soft skills, as a person that has hard skills. They're hiring the entire package. Sell it. Don't hesitate. Don't second guess. Sell yourself. Sell yourself and eventually opportunities will be out there and someone's gonna say, I like this person's approach, come on board. So now you have an idea what to anticipate while you're transitioning from military life to civilian life as well as what to do to kickstart your next career. Thanks everybody for listening and by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already and if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid and I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.